Welcome to Speak Up, uh, the sustainability podcast hosted by Apparel. I'm Michael Elias, the CEO and co-founder of Apparel. Uh, the reason behind Speak Up is we want to take a step behind the scenes and have a look behind the scenes of organisations and brands, large and small, um, to discover their journey towards sustainability, understanding their why, uh, their challenges, triumphs, and their plans for the future. In today's episode, uh, we're joined by the founder and CEO of one of Apparel's earliest brand partners who have a seriously incredible story. After spending over a decade working in supply chain management and merchandising, they've decided they decided that the textile industry wasn't doing enough to provide sustainable bedding to the masses. And in 2014, um, they launched the lifestyle brand Etitude with a focus on creating the world's most sustainable bedding through innovative fabric technology. Without further ado, speaking up all the way from Los Angeles, I'd like to welcome Phoebe Yu, who's the founder and CEO of Attitude. Welcome, Phoebe. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for having me. So, Phoebe, for those that don't know, tell us all about Attitude. Yeah, um, pleasure. So, Attitude start from Melbourne, Australia. I think at that time is really myself as that newly turned eco-conscious consumer, really looking at the old work I'd done for big corporations uh, in the home space. Um, it just really doesn't see that I have passion for that, non-sustainable products anymore. So I think I definitely learned about climate change and in Melbourne uh, as working as for the Sustainable Living Foundation, uh, working on the Sustainable Living Festival. So at that time, just as volunteer, is really impressed by first, how much you can achieve through a non-profitable organization, uh, self-organizing all these um, volunteers passionate about sustainability, but also learn so much about sustainable itself. So that's definitely when the idea came to me that I, I really need to develop or devote my time and effort to develop or uh, more sustainable alternative product. Um, and again, as, as a new immigrant in, in Australia, of course, I, I need good home products. I need new bedding. And I looked at the choices on the market. There's just none exist, right? Um, and so I think why it's not existing. There are, you know, fabric technology at that time are ready to be utilized um, that are more sustainable. Why nobody's doing that? Then there's opportunity there, right? If nobody's doing that, but the consumer are looking for that. Consumers my, like myself, and I believe there are tens of thousands of, out there. Um, so, so that's why the idea of Attitude came to me, and why I named it the business, the brand as Attitude, as means ego attitude. So, kind of from day one, uh, that's that's the north that that everything we do uh, in this business has to to look through the sustainability lens lens, right? I love um, that. Yeah. It took me a month. Uh, we we go through a lot of names since none is like like being just that's the one and until I make up this world like okay I, and I like the word attitude like you have to do things with a bit of attitude why why this cannot be done right I, I'm gonna do this. I love it. I love it. I, it's 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 funny you say it, it took you a month. I think it took Tina and I probably you know about the same time um, for yeah. apparel which. Funny enough now is exactly, you know, you used eco and attitude and we've used, you know, um, upcycling and apparel to combine into a word yeah. that we've made up ourselves and hopefully we'll yeah. find that in the dictionary soon. Um, yeah. So tell me about the, the, the product, product side of things. What is the key difference um, in, in the attitude product and the bedding product than other products out there? 
Yeah. So I think it's really the main uh, innovation is on the processing. So we use our, our patent protected processing. Um, uh, it's a closed loop production that to then dissolve the organic bamboo plant, which from a very hard plant to get that fiber out, right? Using non-toxic chemicals. And also we recycled water and also recycle this uh, organic solvent within the system. Um, so it's super uh, water efficient uh, and also resource efficient. So every, everything is recycled within the system. Um, and uh, the final fiber itself is a very fine fiber so that we'll be able to turn that into a high quality yarn uh, and then weaving into different textile. So it's, it's, it's a much cleaner um, process than the traditional rayon viscose of the world. So yep. turning bamboo into textile has been done for 20, 30 years, but the older generation tech, uh, technology was just not there to also clean, very cleanly process the bamboo into a textile, which is not good enough. Bamboo as a raw material is very sustainable. People know that for a yeah. long time, but they were worried about the rayon viscous processing. So that's why before the bamboo textile market just was not grow big enough um, because of the technology on the processing wasn't ready. And now we have this clean bamboo way to process that in a much better way. So then I, I just like really, then that's when it's actually started to work. Yeah. That's quite interesting. How, how did you find mm -hmm. yourself? Because I think, you know, with sustainability and, you know, um, mm -hmm. you know, be, as, as a conscious consumer, um, mm -hmm. doing something is always good enough. Yeah. You, you um, attitude and yourself, you, you've gone that extra mile and continued to innovate in that space of mm -hmm. fabric composition, um, you know, fabric cleaning and getting it right, get, get, getting it to a level where you can get it to um, where it's at today. You yeah. know, Tell, tell us about that journey and, you know, kind of, you know, was it something that you set out to do at the very beginning or was it, did you learn along the way? I think I've definitely learned along the way. Uh, well, as I said, I, I have experience in the, in the textile space. So I was always watching what's, what's available there. Of course, the bamboo rayon viscose I've noticed before, but I just look at the processing. Well, that's not good enough, right? That's not something I confidently say I can I, I can just sell a lot because the process is still not, not there. Uh, is there a technology out there that was solving this problem? And then I find that, you know, that's why it's also a patent protected one because they have that innovation. They'd be able to patent it. When I get a gov government and sustainability grant, um, I think from a young age, I'm a sci-fi fan. I want to be a scientist. That's when I was a teenager, <laughs> you know, back in China, that, that time the role model is female uh, scientist. So I, I was a sci-fi fan. So I always... Uh, believe using better technology to solve problem at scale and also then give consumer a better experience right consumer shouldn't sacrifice yes what is sustainable is good but the product has to work it, it then it's up to scientists up to technologists up to entrepreneur to figure that out to be able to address the problem at scale so same I'm, as your apparel like the textile recycle right it's it's the technology in this space is also getting better and better and better so I'm really excited to watch like what what's the develop in in that space very closely. Yeah, I, th I, th I think I think that's um you know exciting for me and you know why why I was uh, very keen to you know have you have you on the uh, podcast was you know you, you're constantly innovating and looking at different ways to do things and you know you ne you've never really settled from the beginning you re never really settled on a this is good enough and how do we continue to innovate. Um, evolve and you know um, you know la launch new products ma ma and continue to make them better. 
tell me, this yeah. is a really interesting one for me. So attitude yeah. started, you know, well, yeah. you know you, you've, you've come from China, you know, yeah. the, mad, the mad scientist that's come from China into <laughs> Australia, um, launched attitude, and now you're doing massive things in the US. Um, tell us about attitude and its journey from, you know, startup to where it's at today being, you know, fully functioning and probably on its way to being, you know, bigger in the US than Australia, I'd, I'd maybe guess. Yeah, yeah, we did. But I think just because this is a bigger market, there's more consumer here. So we definitely also grow fast in Australia still. So we have 12 people in Melbourne office right now. So keep growing the Australian team at the same time. Um, I, I just think from day one, I, I want Attitude to be an international brand just by there's more visibility in the end of the day, I think make more um, impact because, you know, compare how much water our sheets can save and also how much less carbon emission we make. So if people switch to more using better sustainable alternative than cotton, it's overall make a big you know, impact. So I just think the, the more visibility we have uh, in the world is, is better. And also US just ha have a 15 times more population there. So um, that's also a natural step for us once we really set our food and, and uh, um, running well in Australia to grow into this market. There's also, um, I think US and Australia all have great um, talent. So we'll be able to tap into a different talent pool in the different yep. regions, play play on the talent um, strengths. Like Australia is really strong on marketing and design content. So most of our content develop, developing a lot of marketing teams sitting in Melbourne, Australia, but US may be strong like our operation and other other stuff and yeah. And, and, and what about the, um, the, the difference in consumers between Australia and the US? Obviously, population, we know that's you know, 15 times greater. But is yeah. there a larger percentage, would you say, of conscious consumers in, you know, one versus the other? And, you know, who, who's moving ahead faster? Who's looking for more solutions? Are you, are you, are you seeing the same type of response in the US as you had in Australia? Yeah, I think overall it's a growth trend, but... Uh um, I think it's that's on par, um, but U.S. consumer, but also because it's very competitive e-commerce um, landscape here, they, they just have more demand on like fast, very fast shipping because they've been, you know, spoiled by Amazon's free two-day shipping, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. or uh, so less forgiving, I would say, like you, you have to really be the top of the game on operation. Um, but as as well as the need for more sustainable products, I, I, I can see a similar demand, especially in bigger cities or coastal cities. That's okay. definitely that. There's a lot of such consumer. Yeah. Yeah, and and so so I mean, I mean the the you know entering a new market. Um, you know we've just launched New Zealand and extreme. Great. Congratulations. Ex thank you, thank you. But you know extremely extremely challenging in getting the right people. Um, mm -hmm. You know, getting the right people, surrounding yourself with the right people, you know, even just the whole setup stage, you need to have, you know, I felt that we, we've needed to have someone really strong on the ground. What's what's the team in the US made up of and, and what does that look like? Well, so exactly. I think the first really instrumental team of the US is my US co-founder, right? Uh, you know, she also a serial entrepreneur in the direct-to-consumer space have a lot of experience. So the two of us definitely have complementary skills. Um, 
And also then we start to build the U.S. team in Los Angeles. Right now, I think the product team uh, sit also in here, just close okay. to me because I'm still personally leading all our product development with our head of product. And also, also most of our operation team are, are sitting here because also like uh, operating at this uh, very you know competitive direct-to-consumer uh, company you, uh, landscape, you need the talent, local talent, then you know have this experience or the network um, they can pull. Um, so that's that's yeah to have a very talented team. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, absolutely key, key to success in launching any market or any, any product in anywhere really on, on the product side. I'm, I think, you know, this for me is, you know, absolutely for, you know, attitude is, you know, by miles, you know, leading this space in, you know, looking at any product or material as a resource at the very beginning of the life cycle, not just looking at recycling at the end, but kind of, kind of going all the way, you know, back to product. So what's, what, what's the product suite today and how have, are you categorizing future developments in product? I think I heard you mention something on a podcast you and I were sitting on months ago, um, which was you categorizing product, products around plant or earth, water and something else. I can't remember. But what's, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, 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 what's happening in the product development space? Yeah, so definitely um, I think also our major competitive advantage is we're able to d- develop and bring to market more eco-forward textile. So definitely, yes, you remember correct. So there's different themes. So like bamboo is from the earth, um, yep. you know, plant-based. And also going forward, we will have also our ocean-based concept, you know, a couple Exciting. of, you know, ocean, ocean-themed ocean uh, super eco uh, material we plan to bring into our uh, textile offering. And then a circularity a circular circular full circularity collection like you know, use that concept so that's so from from earth from ocean and from waste that's Love the it. three major pillar yeah but under each pillar we will be able because we come from innovate in the fiber level then we can turn that into yarn and weave into different textile but we'll be able to launch across our bedding bath sleepwear loungewear accessories um or even knit uh, so we'll be able to turn that into any textile. So you've got yeah. bedding, bath. We have sleepwear. Currently. Sleepwear. Are, are you looking yeah, at yeah. any other categories in that space? or? Yeah, we're definitely looking into expanding the, the clothing offering a bit more. So the sleepwear is it's quite a success. People love it, but it's quite a traditional design of something you can only wear in the bedroom. But I think for sustainable is also to develop multifunctioning products that people can utilize in more scenarios. So we are just redesigned this line um, and we'll launch a, uh, launch those new design uh, early next year. So that's one thing. But of course, those the other new textile I mentioned, that's all in the pipeline, but I cannot name exactly what they are. Got to keep some things, got to keep some things for, the, for you know, for show and, and surprise. Yeah. Now, that's, um, look, for me, you know, as I said, the, the product is amazing. I have the product myself. Some of the other areas, you know, as, as a brand that you've looked at have been, you know, and, and I know from when we, you know, had our, you know, socks and underwear products, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's not simply just about the product, the material itself or the, you know, fabric mm-hmm. and the composition, but it, it's, you know, um, you know, packaging and, you know, replacing, you know, 
plastics with other materials. I, I, I'd love to hear some of the journey that you've been on, you know, what you did at day one um, and, you know, for, for those listening, what, what you did from day one in terms of, you know, presenting the product and, you know, what, what solutions and, you know, what changes you've made along the way. Hmm. Well, I think, so day one, I think we kind of maybe pioneered use the fabric left over to make the packaging bags and then everyone follow that because I just hate the plastic packaging. Uh, when I go yeah. to, you know, the, the department store, it's like all plastic. What's the point? Uh, that's not sustainable. Um, so from day one, we use our leftover fabric to make it into the packaging bag. And it's also look great. And people instantly, when they receive the product, it's also a good experience. They touch uh, the, the packaging. is oh, this, this is so soft. And you open it the same color. It's, it's the, and they can reuse the bag. I also That's, believe yeah. like reuse so they can, they love that bag. They can really reuse that as a laundry bag or whatever oh, well, they want to use it. It's, it's great. It's great. It's great to fold everything back up when you need to and put it back in the, uh, in, in the cupboard that it, yeah. you know, it's, it's also folded I, and put away nicely. It's not just, you know, yeah. Yeah. taking up two meters of cupboard space. Yeah. I also, you know, bring my sheets with me when I travel because I can't just cannot sleep on yeah, other yeah. sheets it. now. Yeah, so it's also handy, right? You put it in there. So, so it looks good. It's actually save money. It looks expensive, but actually save money because we're using otherwise those fabric would go into landfill anyway. Yep, and they're too cuts. small. We can't really make that into products. Yeah, That's they're off cuts. Yeah. Off cuts. Uh, so I think we did pioneer that and every brand is doing that, which is great. Um, and then going forward for a while, we also was looking at then other packaging, like our mailers. I think there's also a learning curve. At the beginning, we think, okay, biodegradable mailer bag is good. Until then, one of our team members did a research and said, no, biodegradable is not necessarily good. Depends. It depends. Is that fully compostable? You know, it's yes, just industrial yeah. biodegradable and people doesn't know how to treat it and just put in the landfill. It's too, it's too worse then. But good. So we're looking at maybe even go back to paper. Recycled paper is actually better than not, not truly compostable. But I think, yeah, so we are still finding that solution. And also our, um, before we use a plastic um, snap on, on the duvet. And yep. then we also don't like that because our goal is to go no virgin plastic in all our products for start, for start. And then we achieve that and then no any plastic in our packaging you know some of these things um you know when we did them so we mm. we had a plastic pin that would hold the right. label to our socks and to yeah. the other side of the label yeah, yeah. and you know we, we we were never retailing um you know physical retailing and we realized we didn't need that so we removed this little pin but quite interestingly you know we never made a big deal about it um, you know, it was just something that we did. We thought, well, why are we using this plastic? That was more of a personal thing. But when we let our community know, yeah. um, the response was overwhelmingly positive. Do you communicate a lot of this stuff that you do on the smaller scale back to we your do. community? Yeah, we, we definitely do. Like we take out that um, snap for the duvet co cover and change that into the Takua nut button. So people love it. First, it looks better, right? It looks yeah, also yep. more uh, elevated look. And also we give people one additional, if they lose one, they can use it. And also that makes them can repair it. Before that, if a snap slipped, you can't repair at home in any way. So the, the, this product have to go to landfill or um, yep. they have to ret return to us. Um, but now with the Takuma, but it's the button fall off. There's the 
additional one, they can sew it back on, right? So they can easily repair, or we can help them to repair if they um, they don't know how to sew. So then that definitely keep keep the longevity of the product. It looks better. It is a little bit more expensive in this case, but I think overall, because people can you know repair it, there's less return rate or exchange on that. Overall, it still can make the business case that it's good for everyone, good for the consumer,、oh. good for the business, good for planet. Yeah, so people love it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I think if you're building, if 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 you're designing a product that has longevity and designing a product、yeah. to last a long time,、um, you know, a lot of people, you know, it's not it's not fast fashion. It's 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 it's、yeah. you know, it's、um, not fast bedding. Uh, but you、yeah. know, it's the, the reason. The reason you know behind it is so that it does last a long time. The repair model、um, and the repair industry within the model and、yeah. you know that category is absolutely blowing up. And I think anyone who is focused on sustainable solutions or you know being a conscious consumer is going well. You know, if it does break, if it does break a button, I don't. This is not something that needs to end up in landfill. You know, it's、mm-hmm. not something that you just discard off immediately. How do we fix it? And so, yeah. yeah we, That, that that's a you know massively growing sentiment and focus um with、mm. consumers, um I'm um you know just just picking up on one thing you know you you travel a lot um you know you, you you're never idle and never still um <laughs> and 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 you you know you're carrying your sheets around with you yeah. um yeah are you so I、uh, you know me as a um you know being a sales and marketing person I I would walk into a hotel and say hey、uh, these are the sheets that I'm going to use on my bed do you want to buy some um for your hotel do you, are, are you doing much in the wholesale space um yes right now like ten percent of our revenue come from more like a yeah um wholesale business. But more,、uh, I think our online marketplace, like also sustainable focus, like the Groove Collaborate Collaborative, which is more famous in the US. Here in 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 AU, we are on Iconic, we are on Flona and Funa. A lot of you know、um, yep. brands also focus on sustainable. I think we're also、um, also on Qantas Points Store. Okay, cool. Yeah. So the, these type, I think, more is、um, less in the physical store yet. More as online platform,、uh, and then we just ship directly from us to to the consumers.、Uh, in the US, we also work with a lot of、uh, subscription box, like the All True、um, or Allen's Be Kind box. That、okay. a lot of are also discovery, sustainable, ethical product focused. So help consumers to,、uh, to discover new brands. So they will also purchase our more smaller items like.、Uh, Pillowcase, eye mask to put in their boxes. They, they curate the box, right, and then send to consumer. Because oh, attitude, this is nice fabric, or what what they about, and there's a discount code there. Then they can come back. So that that's our current wholesale. But we we do as we grow, we do want to also be more in in the physical retail space. Work with、uh, value aligned retailers. That so so not so not Walmart then. Well, not Walmart. <laughs> yeah, so more so people can when they walk around, they can touch the fabric. Then they they get it, right? Even online, also we we was pretty successful to convey how soft and breathable the sheets is with videos and photos. But nothing beats when someone touched the fabric. It's like, oh, I get it.、Um, yeah. So I, I know from our recycling efforts that you know we work with a number of large hotel groups and chains、mm-hmm. in the linen. You know, cotton industry. You know, whether it be towels, bedding,、mm-hmm. that type of thing that they go through in an insane amount. You know,、um, thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands, really, of、mm-hmm. tons of bedding and linen 
um, in you know hotel hospitality um, mm-hmm. sector. Um, have you had any have you had any discussions in that space and you know what are some challenges that you have you know with some of that type of wholesaling opportunity We did have those discussions before covid of course yes, during of covid course. like yeah, no, no hotels not looking at buying anything yeah, quarantine um, hotels but I think yeah yeah <laughs> pain point is more maybe the 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 cost the price point right because they are looking at like commercial level like still the 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 the, the cost effectiveness probably is the first farm was what they look look at because they're turning over so much. Yeah. So I think that's probably major, like prohibited. And also we still have so much way to grow in directly to consumer. Uh, so we're not actively seeking those, but we did open to like when they're more sustainable focus, hospitality group can pay a little bit more. Uh, yep. that they can yeah so then obviously open to the discussion because like i said the more we can replace cotton the better from an impact point of view yeah well if you ever need a business development manager to go around the swiss alps or south of france trying to oh, sell yeah. it into hotels there i'm yeah a phone, phone call away <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, all right good, good. Um, good tips <laughs> I, I wanted to i wanted to ask um about um you know obviously you know the focus on design, product, distribution, yeah. that's all fantastic. Focus on, you know, reducing waste and creating longevity in yeah. product and circularity. It's absolutely at the heart and, you know, the base of everything that you do. But there's also a fair bit that Etitude and yourself do in supporting nonprofits. And, you know, I'd, I'd love for you to share um, with everyone, you know, what, what what do you do in that space? Yeah, first of all, we are, we are a proud member of 1% for the planet for over two years. So we donate. 1% of our total revenue to environment-related awesome. charities. Mm-hmm. So, but of course, there's tens of, uh, there's thousands of um, charity in there, but usually we, we focus on um, those causes are close to uh, teams and myself's heart. I think this year, the bigger one is charity water it's because we actually uh, save so much water. So we also care about the water causes there. So there's water crisis. There's people who don't even have drinking water right, in, in Africa. So it's building yep. wells for, for them uh, in, in, in remote area. Um, and also carbon uh, offsetting projects. It's also uh, th- those causes we, we, we care about. I think there's a, a bamboo reforest project in Nicaragua we, we support. Um, and also when Australia have the bushfire, we also donate um for that cause um and also the asian aapi movements because myself and also a, a lot of team on a lot of members of our team are in that community so that's also a cause we care about so these, uh, these are the major yeah causes we yeah very close to our hearts yeah no it's i, I think it's it's important as, as as a founder and you know as a ceo you, you you're kind of going let's just support grassroots and you know what's important you know what's been important to me and what my you know what I've been a part of from the very beginning and how I can make a greater impact on you know bigger projects which mm. you know um, reforestation or regeneration of you know Nicaraguan rainforest and what and things like that which you know just d- demonstrates that you know um, you know you, you're doing the you're doing good um, and good things and good things come um, yeah. which you know is, is important um, for every brand and every, mm. every company and organization now mm-hmm. um, I uh, want to jump to our partnership. Um, yeah. So, Etitude for us was one of our very first UpCircle partners. So, UpCircle mm-hmm. is our, 
you know, digital online recycling program um, where any customer um, or anyone in the country can, um, in Australia and soon to be New Zealand, um, mm-hmm. can jump online, recycle any old textiles and they are rewarded with a voucher um, for doing so um, by Etitude. Why, why was it important for you to partner with Apparel? Um, yeah, I think we, we were so glad that at the time we find that Apparel is doing that because we were trying to find such a partner for a long time because we are aware, aware of the textile waste problem. Um, and of course, secondhand clothing, at least, like they can go through, there, there's some channel out there, but like linens really, like traditionally, it's only go to landfill, like, or you donate to animal shelter, but yeah. it's just like not, not enough. We, we donate a bunch when there's bushfire for, for the animal hospital, but on a bigger scale, how we solve the, the, the textile waste, I just think if we can divert anything out of landfill, like either it's plastic or, or textile, it's always better. It's like, this is our home or the home. You just don't dump and cover it and forget about it. It's not gonna, it's not gonna work in a long time, right? It, yeah, so, so we were been wanting to find a partner to address this problem for a long time. So when my team, Sabrina, find you, I was so excited. So we are be able to even pilot that in Australia earlier than we find a partner in the US. So you are definitely leading the trend, right? Just not in Australia, it's actually, I could say in the international scale um, that you're like one year early um, than other people are doing in, in that space. So 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 we're really happy that we've, we, we like, we find, find you and be able to partner with you to address this problem together. So what you're saying is once New Zealand has successfully launched and we've ticked all the boxes there, we'll pick this up yeah. and we'll open our facility next door to yours in the US and yes. we'll support you guys in the US. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, I mean that's, that, that's, that, that's the plan. I mean, if, yeah, if, if, if we can do that, that'd be awesome. But look, yeah. on, on um, partnerships, um, you know, obviously, you know, we're one partner, you know, for, from a business perspective, um, you know, how important are partnerships to attitude? Um, and, you know, what, what angles and, and what opportunities do you explore on the partnership side? Yeah, I think we definitely think brand partnership is so important. As I said, sustainability is everyone's problem. Like, I don't think one brand, one, one person, like, or a, a little bunch of people could, you know, make this work. It is really required. The more, the better. So more sustainable mindset brand can work together. To, to, to move the needle, move the, push the movement, um, that's, that's important. Like, um, so that's how we see the, the partnership. And what I also see maybe in future, I don't know, also re-commerce is also, uh, or, you know, re-commerce or yep. recycle and all this. Just, just let's try to make sure the less thing going to landfill, the better. Um, so I'm not sure if that's on your roadmap at, at some stage. Well, we'll, we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll be here and ready to discuss how we introduce recycled product once you've, okay. once, once you complete your earth yeah. water and then yeah. circularity, we'll, we'll be here going, okay, now how do we turn these older, old attitude sheets into, mm-hmm. you know, pillow filling? Um, yeah. you know, which is, you know, it's, it's all part of, you know, what, what a partnership yeah. really is and how you continue yeah. to grow on that. I, as, as, as always, Phoebe, I'm absolutely blown away with how, you know, seeing, seeing the progress and journey that attitude has been on, you know, what's, what's, what's the key for you and the team for the next five to 10 years? I think, well, keep learning. I think sustainability is a very complex 
also scientific-based topic. So the whole team, like we're all eager to learn day in, day out. Also maybe getting more advisors, you know, so really to make sure uh, we're onboarding also a, a full life um, circle assessment too, to make sure in, in during our development, we, we out of the gate, we're doing the right thing, right? That's truly a low impact product. So I definitely think learning more on, on technology, on, on this this newly development in the sustainable world, you, using, you know, better way to, to solve the problem at scale is definitely our focus. And also at the same time, like the company culture, like even as we grow, the team grow also on two different continents, or maybe we'll have even team somewhere else. We don't know, maybe yep. some other places, right? Yep. Um, but uh, how to like keep that company culture like true to, to itself, like as the six top values we identify right now as this small team, but as we go, like we never lose that. Um, but I definitely believe that um, cultural eat strategy for breakfast. Yep. Once you have the culture set right, the team just can do things right autom- automatically just kind of I, I kind of like you use the analogy of lot sailing is is okay we we have that that's the direction we all know that but as the wind shifts sometimes you might you, you know be flexible a little ta- bit but yeah yeah tacking around but um you know that the destination is there it's all very loud and clear we're we sailing that that way not any other way so and so, so um are we are we going to see some new offices anywhere no not we're probably looking at the new area office um once in 2022 open open more up um, but we're looking at a company reunion like a lot of team members haven't met yes um, yeah in person so like a company off-site if we can uh in 2022 we actually planned that in 2020 of course that's gone the world no, 2021. Yep. still not happening so 2022 yep. We'll see, but the team is getting bigger at the same time. Yeah, uh, no, it's quite it's quite interesting. When I mean, over the last two years, we we've had people, um, you know, join the team who haven't met anyone else in the team in person for ten weeks, which is just you know, it's 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 mind blowing, and it's just it's 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 been an absolute challenge. Um, yeah. But you know, um, you know, we've we got there in the end. Um, yeah. Look, I, I, you know, I, I, I want to say thank you so much um, for sharing um, with us, Phoebe. I think you know what Editude is doing is absolutely leading the way. And, and to your, to your point, you know, you've innovated many changes and you know launched and been 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 the entrepreneur behind a lot of changes, including you know things like utilizing the bag, you know, mm-hmm. utilizing the material um, the bedding is made out of to you know create the packaging. And you've, mm. you know, that's driven other brands and other organisations to follow suit. Obviously, people have seen what you've done in the, um, in the fabric space, um, and you know what you've been able to innovate there, and said, oh, you know, shit, we better step it up now, and you know, um, we, we we can't just keep doing what we were doing. And so, you know, I, I hope you're, you know, very proud um, of everything achieved to date in terms of. Um, where, where, where you've gotten to attitude and the changes that you've been able to drive in other brands and other um, organizations. Um, on a final note, thank you for always, you know, for, for being, you know, supporting apparel, um, you know, since day one and, you know, driving a change in consumers with, um, you know, creating awareness around recycling and, and, you know, items ending up in landfill. You've done that from the very beginning with your thought process and, you know, consideration of product. Um, So thank you. And um, 
It has been awesome to chat to you um, all the way in the US. Thank you for having me.